I'm Dr. Jay Anders, and this is Tell Me Where It Hurts, where we discuss some of the big challenges in health IT and how we can solve them so clinicians can do what they do best, care for patients. I'd like to welcome everyone to another episode of Tell Me Where It Hurts. Uh, today's guest uh, has a major role in an EMR that's recently uh, been associated now with Medicomp and its systems. Uh, but before we get into our new our guest today, I'd like to talk a little bit about a conversation I had uh, actually just last week. Um, I was on vacation and I kind of used that time to catch up with a lot of my colleagues that I don't get to talk to very often. So I got to speak with one of my med school colleagues. He was a really, really good friend, and we spent a lot of time together in medical school, and he's practicing up in the Chicago area, and he was real interested in how I got involved with what I'm doing now as opposed to practicing internal medicine for almost 20 years, and we talked a little bit about that, but I asked him, and he's, his particular clinic is using one of the major EMRs, which I won't say the name of, so I asked him, I said, what's your biggest problem that you're having right now with healthcare IT. I said, he said, well, I can't tell you one major problem. There's several. And he started on listening. So I kind of prioritized this a little bit. But two of the major things he talked about, which was very, very interesting, especially in this era of a pandemic, was the fact of interchange of information. Now, the Chicago area is very large, as everybody knows. And there's a lot of health systems up there, um, all of which don't really talk to each other very well. So they're trying to, especially in the state of Illinois, they're trying to really push vaccinations and figure out who's got the vaccine, who needs the vaccine, and how do they prioritize that. But he said, I can't get information on my patients as to who has been vaccinated except with my own organization. So we talked a little bit about that. And, you know, it's a problem with where do you put the information, who collects it, who keeps it, who validates it. And we talked a little about the CDC and how they started out having to deal with this. And he said, I just can't, I just can't get a good picture of my patients. He said, the second thing is when I do get things into his particular system, he has a really, really hard time in finding the real information about a patient. It's, you know, coming over his page after page of a lot electronic free text. And he says, I can't find the information I'm actually looking for when I get it. So I wind up reading it, then re-inputting it back into my system if I get it from one of the systems that we really don't talk to very well. And that just really kind of drove home the point to me about interoperability and how we've kind of failed across the continuum here and also the usability of current systems. Uh, we've got a lot of information that is now available electronically in these systems. Um, the CEO of Medicomp calls it dump, dumpster diving for data. When you have to go into these systems, try to find something and get the real information you need as a clinician. Um, I asked him, I said, well, do you get any input on what happens with your system? He says, no says these major systems are not innovating and he just doesn't understand why. So we're gonna to talk to today's guest who is the Chief Operating Officer of Talk EHR. Uh, her name is Iram Fatima and she has recently started to incorporate a additional technology that should alleviate some of that 
and she's going to tell us kind of all about that. So, Dr. Iram, welcome to Tell Me Where It Hurts. So I'm going to let you describe a little bit about your background and kind of how you got involved with this particular project after being a physician actually practicing medicine. Hey, Dr. Jay, thank you so much for inviting me over to your podcast. I'm really excited to be, you know, a guest over here. Um, yes, so my name is Dr. Iram, and I did my MBBS from uh, Pakistan. I'm like a graduate from Rawalpindi Medical College uh, in Pakistan. And then I did my diploma in sonology um, back in Pakistan there and was, you know, a registered medical practitioner working in a hospital. I joined Care Cloud in 2014 as a medical officer and I was like really thrilled. Oh, so this was a slightly different than, you know, a lot of other guests I, I you know, heard the podcast about. So uh, I wasn't, you know, coming from a background where I actually was using EHR and all that related stuff. We were completely uh, doing things on, on paper. So uh, for me uh, in MTBC or now the Care Cloud, uh, the EMR or EHR was the first experience and I was really thrilled to see that how so many things are like well organized and it has so many things to offer to the clinicians and to the patients, uh, which, which is like, you know, mind blowing for me. And then I started, you know, getting into more and more in, uh, starting with, uh, uh, with one module, giving some suggestions on it, how the things are, and then, um, you know, starts overseeing the whole product. So the, the interesting thing was that it, it started off with one or two clinical modules where they just needed uh, an opinion from myself as a doctor. So uh, they were all the technical people all uh, from the IT side and, uh, you know, they, they are just kind of getting some feedback from the real doctors. And one of them was me. And I was like, when I first look into this, I literally just laugh off because it was all about, you know, what they perceived it should be like the clinical things were arranged in a, in a fashion that I was like, okay, why we are doing it in this way? Uh, then I, I kind of, you know, just tell them the whole flow that as a doctor, I would like to see these fields over here. As a doctor, I would like to see thing, things like this. And then, uh, you know, while doing the whole thing, I, I kind of think about more things which we can use, which, uh, which we can use, which we can do using the technology. Uh, which really hits our, you know, to us, uh, hits us to a point that, okay, we wanted to have our own EHR. So it's where we started working on the talk EHR as a separate product. Before this, CareCloud does have another legacy product, which is named by WebEHR. So we started working on the model of talk EHR. Uh, then comes like the new things in the technology, like what else we can offer. It's just a product. It works. We have so many other products. What we need here to make it like, you know, uh, really, we, we really need to make some difference in the industry. So how we can just do that. So we started seeing uh, the artificial intelligence part of it, the voice features, the blockchain technology. So as a doctor, all these things were pretty new to me. So I, I was like, you know, just kind of figure out thinking back and forth that how we can utilize these things in our benefit. So that's that's how I start getting into this. Uh, I kind of, you know, think in a manner that, okay, if there are voice assistants in other platforms like you have and uh, you know Alexa you have other voice assistant and they're performing your day-to-day -day functions 
why we cannot use them in in medicine why we cannot have a assistant for a doctor so it's where we started having working on the ellison and ellison is like the first industry healthcare uh, voice recognition uh, you know assistant it start you know performing certain functions we start training it out and then uh, we actually have uh, in our system uh, a voice assistant which actually you know you don't need a third party tool to do your dictations or perform certain functions ellison can do that so this is like you know this is how i started working on it and when i see like you know when i i came to us and see that what other people are working in the industry and how we are moving as a whole like this medicom thing uh when i i saw the templates and i saw how the the uh, the whole thing is functional it's it's like really interesting for me so so far i am like not a burned out physician i'm like you know on the other side i'm like more excited with the technology and all that so yes so tell me a little bit about um your frustrations and and you what you see in emr design and what you're trying to address that really hasn't been addressed very well uh, across the industry. Yeah, so the frustration is on the both sides. I mean, the the physicians definitely they have a lot on their plate so they they have a burned out there is no discussion about this but the, the it's it goes on both sides. There is a lot of frustration on the IT side too. I I'll be talking on both sides because I'm working or I'm in a role that I can, you know, give you a background from both ends. a uh, physician uh, are quite reluctant to the changes and you know you always want to do the things uh, you are doing for a long time so bringing physicians to this mode that okay you don't need to be tech savvy you are tech savvy like you know the, we we hear that a lot okay the physician is not tech savvy so he has uh, you know dif- difficulties adapting to the changes you are like not using everybody is using iphone or the smartphones or the new technology people have the new laptops and they they can like you know get new cards and get used to all the features and everything but when it comes to the ehr or when it comes to the healthcare technology or their office they they's completely went old fashion oh no we are not we are not going to talk to the computers that's one of the difficulties we face on the physician side on the other side it people they they are like so much in their head about the medical jargons about the the terms like you know rituximab tablet oh no okay i i'm not sure what what this is and i'm not i'm not going to work on it or they they take it in some such a way that okay this is like something coming from some other planet so you know this these medical terminologies is such a roadblock or a fear with for them that uh, most of the time when they're not doing things right they have an explanation that okay this is these are the medical terms involved in it that's why we couldn't get it so it's like you know frustration on both ends and um, i think the, the best way of how i just tell them that okay just take it from your everyday examples from the physician side when you are giving them some instructions to the it people uh, you you have to like tell them what are you going to achieve out of it so one one of the examples i can give you i was working on an anesthesia uh, pre uh, sorry intraop form you you probably have seen that anesthesia intraop form where they have like all the listed medications the patient vital monitoring and everything in in one page 
so uh, the this is that form was given to the developers to design and uh, you know bring up a design for the doctors to you know to produce as as, a, as an application so you you'll find all the funny things there the the temperatures are going somewhere else and blood pressure is somewhere else the time frame is somewhere else they they mostly focused on providing every functionality with good ui and you know you just click here and a pop up opens up and your things are here and i was like okay but this is not practical i mean you don't want to open a temperature pop up like 10 times because you're monitoring every 5 minutes so it's like you know a number of click every 2 second you record one meeting and uh, reading and then it's a time of next reading so if a doctor is just sitting and recording those uh, numbers up he won't be able to take care of the patient if <laughs> patient is on the ot table his responsibility is not filling that form his responsibility is taking care of the patient so we have to find out intuitive way of filling the form just like we do it on the paper so the provider can like get off his stuff that he don't need to click so many things he can just sit and take care of the patient that's his major responsibility so to to give them that idea what we want to achieve and how the workflow is is really important and that's a frustration because a number of doctors are not in that role a number of people are not in that role explaining the it that okay this this is the problem so because of this disconnect you you'll face a number of application we have like plenty of applications and everybody is complaining about it so complaints from the it is different the complaints from the doctors is different so i think this is the major you know disconnect and then the skill set like you'll see a data scientist you'll see a number of um, you know web services people the technology people they have they are specialized in their own field but we don't have a specialist in it who is specialized basically in healthcare it so you know they, they don't have a background of healthcare it all they have is their own experience when they are visiting to a doctor so that experience is not sufficient enough to actually build a workflow so the doctor team they don't want to talk to these it developers and i think at some level the 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 tables the database and all the language they use is is get to a point that okay nobody wants to talk to each other they want something they are going to do that but they cannot connect so that's that's the biggest frustration so going forward i mean you have the opportunity now to really kind of steer design point people in the right direction So how do you think um what's your approach going to be to how does carecloud and and all of its products differentiate itself from all the other stuff that's out there and I use the word stuff on purpose because a lot of it is just stuff it wasn't designed for a physician it was designed to collect a code and put, submit a bill and we are moving away from that into how do I demonstrate I'm actually caring for a patient and treating them making them better. So it's not about recording everything on the planet. It's starting to be what do I record as a physician that demonstrates that I've addressed a patient with their particular set of illnesses and how am I going to make them better? And it's it's just not going to be the same anymore. So how do you feel uh, what do you think is going to happen and how you're going to differentiate that for the future? 
Yeah, so I believe that uh, we in the care cloud with the right mindset and with the technology. So number one thing which we believe as a technology company that technology can do anything. That's a, that's a strong belief that using these machines, using these available tools these days, you can achieve anything. And then we, we look for the right partners, we look for the right vendors. So one of the things which I like about, if I'm talking particularly about Medicom, because we are a self-grown uh, EMR company, we usually don't prefer to use third-party vendors a lot. Uh, unless, you know, we, we kind of, you know, mimic everything or we kind of develop everything on, on our own. So all the uh, EMR system, whether it has like any fields, any, any you know, the challenge, we, any APIs, any anything we have in our system is, uh, you know, home, home built system. So uh, that's one thing. What, but when I see Medicom, so the biggest thing is that it's easy and in one click you will get the right information. So that kind of things I think is really helpful uh, as a as a if I'm talking about care cloud. So in care cloud, we really are looking for the right partners. We really have a clear mindset that what we are trying to achieve. The the biggest thing is that designing a workflow end to end workflow that okay if a patient is here, why the patient is there? If a physician is using the system, why he needs to use the system? What exactly? We always focus on what exactly is going to be happen in the end. We don't want doctor to just you know ask about tobacco questions, ask about uh, you know what medicine he is taking, and then document in a regular way. There, there should be some better goal of having all that information. And we, we on the care cloud side are educating doctors as well as educating our own. Uh, you know, developers that why whatever we are doing, why this is important, and I think that's that's some that's the important thing uh, for uh, in the industry, and that actually you know leading us to to the level where we are today, because we are focusing on making it better day by day, but we are focusing that what we are going to achieve out of it. So analytical portions and the the portions where you know. Um, a number of medical field in, in medical field there's like a lot of medicines to remember there are a lot of trials there are a lot of things to diagnose the patient so we kind of mimic those flows in a way that how naturally system can help them at every step to take things off their memory why every doctor needs to think about what dosage is better for this patient why the system cannot think for them because you, you know that with the advancement in the technology, there are so many things which are possible. And, and in Care Cloud, we are thinking on those lines. I think that differentiates us from the other vendors in the industry. Well, one of the things that um, Medicomp has strived to do over its 40 years is to try to mimic what a physician will need at the point of care when they're seeing a patient without having you know, to remember every nuance and detail of every disease. So that's the way we kind of designed that particular aspect of what we provide. Um, so it's, it's good that, to talk about someone who's interested in actually augmenting a physician's capability. Um, interestingly, um, as a physician, I really, 95, 98% of the time, I knew exactly what the patient had. It was not a problem at all figuring it out. The problem was 
trying to get it all down in a, in a form that can be acceptable for billing, which is what it used to be, but now it's shifted a little bit. It's how am I actually going to plan the care for this particular patient? Um, the 2% of the time when I really didn't kind of know and you start to struggle a little bit, then that's when systems can think for you and can nice. help you remember, oh, by the way, that particular physical finding goes with this particular disease. Oh, they have it. Now I'm thinking about that again. And it's interesting how physicians, at least me, um, get reminded, oh yeah, in that particular sign, shoot, I should, yeah. Because there's thousands of these things. And to have the system augment that capability of thinking, I think is extremely, extremely important. One of the other things I'd like to talk a little bit about with you is uh, telemedicine. Uh, COVID-19 in all of its variants has really kind of put a strain on the healthcare system in such a way that we didn't anticipate. And when you're talking about a very communicable disease, even going to the doctor's office can be somewhat risky. Even everybody's mask before the vaccines came out, there's a lot of issues with that. So a lot of people sought care in on over the phone, video calls, phone calls, uh, to keep things going. Um, but now I see the paradigm shifting that telemedicine might be a major portion, especially for the delivery of primary care, uh, routine follow-up for chronic cases. So tell me a little bit about how uh, CareCloud is, is going to be addressing that and, and your background in that. Yes, thank you. So uh, I mean, uh, yes, I, I believe that before even COVID care cloud was really, you know, working on this telehealth line because we see an opportunity. So with my background, I was working in a hospital back in Pakistan. And this this was a remote hospital. I was like overseeing a number of uh, trainings and, and managerial related stuff over there. You know, the staff training. And then because of the nature of the work over there or the, the geography of that hospital, uh, we cannot travel to that area. That's like, you know, a, a very far off uh, remote area. So all we have, uh, the, the, we look into the options and all we have is the telehealth option. So we thought, let's just try to do it on, online. It started online. We started seeing patients online. So one of the challenges we have over there are that there are like very less number of doctors. So in case of emergency, they don't have any doctor available at night, especially. So we needed someone to cover at night. And we thought, let's just try to do it over telehealth call. We have like paramedic staff who, who you know, take the patients, who, who take all the history. And then when the examination and other thing comes up, we, we engage doctors from in, in you know, in our uh, Islamabad. So that's how we, we started doing it. And that was a success. Then we moved to a point that we even started doing ultrasounds, x-ray reporting and everything on the telehealth. And we full-fledged go live with, with their telehealth model and it successfully run the whole hospital over there. So uh, that gives us an idea that, okay, we can do the same thing for our other clinicians in, in US. So we started integrating telehealth in, in Talk EHR. So it's uh, somewhat around, you know, 2017 or 18, we started working on it. There's so many challenges. Number one challenge is that we don't have any regulations. We don't have any authorities who, who you know, gave us any regulations. So we weren't sure that uh, if uh, whether we are compliant, how how we should you know make ourselves compliant? 
there are a number of requests when we are talking to you know other people there were requests that we should be recording we should not be recording or you know so those other medical formalities that how we should be conducting then we need to keep in mind the patient safety then we have to keep in mind how the patient will perceive it so with all those challenges we still thought to you just move ahead because that's very exciting for at least for me uh, that you know that that's how i run the whole hospital over there so uh, we started working on it and by 2019 i believe we, we first rolled our first uh, you know solution out uh, the adaptation is very low because uh, insurance companies are not paying for telehealth visits uh, so the doctors were not very particularly you know interested to start utilizing it i even remember that one or two doctors who are like are very very good doctors and they they were like telling me that okay doctor i'm no this is not the path you are taking this is not going to be successful and i was like no i already had a success story around it so i i have a firm belief that this is going to hit the market so they were like no no uh, we we think care cloud is not on the right lines you should be focusing more on the product and you know the existing things you should add this form you should add that form and i was like yes we are we are working on the product and one line but i believe telehealth is is the important thing and we should be adapting to the new new things in the industry and all of a sudden uh, the the covid hits and then everybody was like you know asking for this feature and we luckily have that you know available so insurance start paying then we see a lot of movement from the government and other authorities so things like you know moving forward and now those doctors they are doing telehealth now they don't need to do it but still they are doing it because they felt that it's that it's really important for them uh, i i know one of their doctors he's doing half of the time like you know after hours or half of the time he he see patient in patient and half of the day he spend seeing patient online and he's like very happy because uh, uh half of you know uh, there are a lot a lot of calls other than inpatient uh, visits there are a lot of calls you have to take from the patient from the pharmacy from any other you know places talking to another clinician so all that is well managed now he don't need to take a call while he's like away he can ask the patient to schedule a telehealth call and he can actually see the patient and in in front of uh, you know his system and can see all his records and can document that visit and get paid for it so he is like you know he said forget what i said in, in the past i'm really happy with this one so i i believe telehealth is is the important thing and if i see myself i'm i'm working in a, in the office and i have like back to back calls if i have to talk to my doctor though i don't have one but if i have to talk to my doctor i can like schedule a visit without taking a day or a half or you know a day off so it's it's really easy unless you actually have to you know go there and um, for some procedure yeah it's it's very interesting and i was thinking back um when i was taking night calls how lovely it would have been to actually say well, why don't we just get online let me take a look at you uh, it would have taken a lot of the uh, fog out of what I was trying to do at that point in time. And I was one of those physicians that thought, oh my gosh, telehealth, what a dangerous thing. You're not actually putting your hands on people and seeing them and all of that. And I'm very happy to say I was proven very, very wrong because I was one of the old school. I just had a birthday. Um, so now I'm thinking, okay, 
this could actually work. And what's interesting is a lot of new devices are coming out for telehealth. So you can actually look in ears and throats and listen to hearts and things like that you, that you couldn't do. So I, I do believe it's going to be the, the wave of the future. So let's switch a little bit to IT and then we'll, we'll start to wrap up a little bit. Um, my friend who practices close to Chicago is having a real hard time sharing data. And we've got the Cures Act requirements coming up in the United States, all that's been implemented. And what's gonna be CareCloud's approach to doing that, actually starting to share data of meaningful volumes? Yes, uh, so Dr. J, I'm not sure if you're aware, we are the first company which uh, started working on blockchain technology for medical field because we really, really want to go into the interoperability line. So if I look at myself, I always think that if I'm a doctor, which EMR I would choose and why? And if I'm a patient, what would I like? So whether my EMR is providing that to the doctor or whether my patient portal is providing that to my patient, because somewhere I'm a doctor, somewhere I'm a patient as well. So it's directly affecting me. So whenever we are designing anything, we keep ourselves there that, okay, we are surviving in the same industry. We are the maybe the leveraged one, got opportunity to work in such platform. But if we are on the other end, like, you know, the receiving end, what would we like? So we started working on the blockchain uh, with the same mindset that we, we wanted to share everything. So for my personal experience, I, when, when I was like in my, you know, uh, during my pregnancy, I get my same test done like thrice because the hospital doesn't care what my primary care physician is doing. And my primary care physician wants to do that anyway because she, she has a protocol and she needs to get that done. So I believe my down screening was done like three times. And I, as a doctor, I, I asked them that, why do you, I'm like not even of that age. So I'm not in the high risk area. Like why you are conducting it three times? And they were like, no, this is the protocol. Hospital have their own protocol, the physician have their own protocol, and the OBGYN have their own protocol. But it cost me the mental, mentally it cost me. I have to, you know, undergo their blood work, and then it it cost me uh, financially. So I mean, you know, all these things actually get us to the point that okay, no interoperability is the must thing. And uh, you will be surprised to know because it's my experience. So I wasn't aware that um, there are certain EMRs who have a patient portal, which you actually have to pay for as an addition. So they they don't share a patient portal to their clients because uh, to their patients because uh, they have to pay extra for that. So with all that cost and everything going on with this extra uh, thing, they, they were like, whenever you need something, just call us. How many times you want to call to your OBGYN and then they have a whole process of giving or releasing some information. I, I was like, you know, because I'm a physician myself, I can understand what is going on. I actually am a synologist. So I was looking at my ultrasound myself. So I don't need to call them a number of times, but I'm thinking that as a patient, if someone is in my shoe, they must be like really anxious what is going on around. So, uh, I mean, uh, that's, that's something is really hitting me. And I think interoperability is the important thing for us. 
we are very open to create any interfaces wherever is required, required by the client, required by any of the government bodies. And CureSect is our top, top priority right now. We are working on the new standards, USCID standards. And we openly gave all the reports to our EMR, like you can download your CCDA as a patient, as a doctor. So you will have a complete hold on whatever the record is there. So, uh, I mean, this is a compliance requirement from the CMS, so we have to do it, but we would love to do it if, if this, that's not the case. Um, there was some discussion going on that if we can share our providers data with each other, so it will help them referring the patient internally in the system. But because of like so many other things, we weren't sure that providers would like their details to go open in, in this way. But otherwise, we, we are like, you know, working around the clock to to think that, OK, how well we can share data with each other and, uh, and just to make our, our system available in a way that nobody will undergoing, a step, you know, another additional procedure or another step just to just because the systems are not working or the doctors are not trusting each other's uh, reports. Well, I'm going to ask you the final question that I ask all my guests. Um, it's kind of simple, sometimes pretty hard. If you had a magic wand and you could change anything in healthcare IT, what would you change? That's a tricky side, like from the doctor side or from the IT side, I'm representing both of them. <laughs> uh, well, you know, uh, we're both physicians. Why don't you pick the physician side? Okay, okay. Uh, because I'm like leading this product. So I think the mindset is the one I would really be focusing on as a physician. We need to make ourselves open to the technology now. Uh, I'm not sure like you, you know, trust me. I, I wasn't the one I am right now. I wasn't an advocate of technology. I'm all old school too. I love books. I never thought that I'm going to, you know, deal with the systems anyway in, you know, any time in my life, that wasn't my goal. But when I saw the potential the technology has to offer, so I believe the the change, you know, the 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 openness to accept the changes is something uh, I really want to see. In in you know, if I can change overnight, I would like to change this. The the mindset that okay, we are not tech savvy, or this this change is difficult for us, or this change is going to disrupt everything for us. I think. Uh, we see this thing a lot in our, you know, practice that, okay, if they are going to change the system, they are really uh, apprehensive and they were like, oh, can we have the same flow which we are doing in the other system or can we use it in the same way? Instead, they should be like, you know, open to the changes that, okay, if, if something is, uh, um, something new is going to be offered to them, that that's actually going to help them out. So, I, I believe it's like, you know, I'm, I'm speaking from both ends <laughs> right now, not just as a physician. That's quite all right. That's quite all right. But, uh, but I think that's that's the thing I wanted to change that, you know, if these people are collaborating like the IT and doctors, if they can have like a better collaboration and they are open to changes on, on both sides, uh, I think that that's something I, I really wish to see. There's a lot of us that would like to see that change as well. <laughs> So if someone wants to get a hold of you and talk to you further or talk a little bit about Talking HR or what you do, how would they do that? Yes, so we have our web portal. You'll find everything about our company, about what we are doing, about the new changes. Uh, that's at carecloud.com. 
that's our website and then for uh, further on the talkhr domain side we have talkhr.com so you can go there you can create even you can create your own account on talkhr you can have the full experience for a limited time and see that how this fits to your practice and most of the time like see what we have to offer like from our artificial intelligence engine and from other you know things we are doing in in the same uh, the other applications we are giving to our clients and now we are just uh, you know going with live with medicom so just to see that how this works for them uh, i think they're going to love it well very good thank you so much uh, for being my guest today and i wish you all the success because some of that is linked to us so very good thank you so much dr jay that's all for today thanks for listening to tell me where it hurts Tune in to Healthcare Now Radio and Podcast Network each month for the latest episode. To learn more about Medicomp Systems, visit our website at www.medicomp.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at MedicompSys or myself at MedicompDoc, or check out the show notes for links. See you next time. <laughs>